0: <laughs> 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 okay, so let's move seamlessly now.
1: Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just
2: want to devour your God. This is like some
0: gravity treatment. M-O-L-M-M. That <laughs> feels impossible, but I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look at it. <laughs> don't look at it. Up,
2: See,
1: that you. is made for undiscerning days.
0: I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Six hours later. <laughs> Y'all
1: don't got diggly thing. you don't got diggly <Disney> thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope. nope. No. No. Uh,
0: Welcome to a terrifyingly haunted episode of Men of Low World Fiber. The show that uses bones and worms as currency and will pull your hair up, but But not not out. out. That's right, it's Halloween season and we're getting spooky. Just like you asked us to. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts whose games just so happen to be haunted. Perhaps (laughs) a poltergeist (laughs) at work, Mm hmm? We'll get into that and more. But first, God. the woman I'll never forgive for making me watch a movie entitled The Last Day Before I Wish I Knew You. Gorgon Vaughn, how's it going?
1: Okay, to be fair, to be fair, I did not force you to do that. The Hands of Fate did because it was Netflix roulette. Well. Exactly. So, the last and, day
0: yeah. before we met.
1: Last day before we met? Is that last day before I met? My, I don't know. My last day without? you My last day without you. Uh, It's, I think it's just a level of brilliance that we actually can't (laughs) comprehend. And that's really the problem here.
0: It did seem like it was on a different level. It was certainly on a different level. I don't know if it was above or below us. Yeah, I don't, it's from a different plane,
1: different timeline than whatever one we're in.
0: Yeah. And of course, no month episode would be complete without the help of my big brother and co-host, the reset and blow on the cartridge king, Jason Helms. Oh, I complete you? You can, that's fantastic. What? Thanks, well, man. you complete Corey and I, I guess. Uh, so
2: <laughs> with our powers combined, yeah, oh, that's weirder. But you know, hey, I'm into it.
0: That's right, folks. Today we're talking all about the 2019 phenomenon, Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> the yes! game I'd put right up there with Red Dead Redemption Two, Goldeneye. I mean, it's like a top three, maybe top five game of all time. Ben, uh, this is the best early birthday
2: present ever. I was so worried we were going to talk woo! about Among the Sleep, and you oh, surprised me. We're talking crap. about Untitled Goose Game.
0: Thank you, it's Ben. It's your birthday. Thank you so Ta-da! much. Oh, it's Jason's birthday coming up, everybody. Don't forget. Anyway, today we're primarily <laughs> talking about the 2015 survival horror action adventure game, Among the Sleep. It's all Corey's fault. The game where you play as a two-year-old wandering around <laughs> your own nightmares, I guess. It's still, it's it's it was a scary game. I'm going to be honest. We'll get into it. But it was very scary. And it's, it's a first for month I think, is how scary this game was. So well, we have to be gentle with our listeners and with me. <laughs> Mostly you, I think. Happy, happy Halloween, listeners. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the the making of the game, the history of the game, the past four years, uh, our experiences playing it. And then, of course, what's the drink? What's the song? What else we've been playing? Who? What could it be? We'll never know until we get there in 45 minutes. It's Untitled Goose Game. And then what we're playing next month. And there's probably a Star Wars game coming up that Jason's very excited to talk about. Hooray.
2: Okay. Oh. Also, you said it's a really scary game, but do you want to know what detracts from the, the terror? There's no washing machine. The game doesn't work at all. Yeah. The game just is non-functional and you yeah. end up throwing a that controller. That is a giant problem. So I didn't finish this two-hour game. <laughs> and I'm kind
0: of embarrassed about so that. So we all, we all played it on our Switches and two of the three didn't work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get into the bugs and stuff yeah, and yeah, I want to yeah. cut them some slack on that. But also right. this game makes me uh just rage. So I'm just going to sit in the back and let you and Core talk about the game cool. and I like throw spitballs.
1: I know this is the funny thing is that Ben was like, "Oh, and it wouldn't be the show without uh Jason here and it almost was a show without <laughs> you because you were not having this." Yeah. So, yeah. We're lucky to have you. This is true. Can
2: you use uh the goose honk for bleeps on this episode? Um, yeah, all three of them. Cause, yes! Because I might... Yeah, I have some feelings about this game. <laughs> all fucking th- three of oh, them.
0: Thank you. It begins. <laughs> honk, 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 uh, honk.
1: Have you been practicing?
0: I have, actually. Olivia and I honk at each other now. The game's been out for four days.
1: Uh, it's that special bond between father and daughter. Yeah.
0: Whenever I would really
2: screw over one of the people in the game, mm-hmm. and like they realized it, That they had just broken something priceless to them.
0: Oh, it's so amazing!
2: I come up behind them and I just go.
0: (laughs) 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 What kind of game is this? It's the best. Oh, it's the best game ever. So
1: good. Oh lordy. Oh gosh. All
0: right, Corey, Mm. bring us
1: back to 2015. Okay, this is uh, this is really exciting. This is the first time I've done research for this podcast. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge that uh, out the gate, and so uh, if it sucks. I would rather, instead of blaming me, you blame whoever allowed me to do this. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that, that adds up. Cool. Hey, oh, before I, I put this in my notes at the beginning, uh, before doing this, I just want to make sure we give a little shout out to my little sister, Ed.
2: Definitely. Uh, oh, who was man. our biggest fan. Ed, I cannot go to a Best Buy without thinking of you.
0: <laughs> oh, I just read, um, I thought of Ed earlier tonight, because this game was released December 10th, 2015. Oh, is that her birthday is the day before? It's the 11th. It's the so 11th. Okay, well, it was close, but it still made me think about it. But you were, bad. yeah, Happy you were on birthday, track, Ed. so
1: there you go. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ed. Hello. Uh, anyways, okay. So, according to Wikipedia. There you go. <laughs> among the Sleep is a first-person survival horror action-adventure video game. Yeah. Uh, which, honestly, I think is hilarious because video... Game genres are <laughs> next level. And every time I try to explain what kind of game something is, I feel like an idiot because I know none of the terminology. Oh my gosh. So like last week I described a game as just being like the kind of game original Warcraft was. And by that, I literally just meant like it has like a, a map and you can like do stuff on it. So it's kind of it's like a Warcraft thing. Uh, that's as far as into, into genres. I thought of it. So um, like actual video game genres.
2: Ooh, ooh. Go ahead. In my video game class, we do an exercise. We we actually Ooh. built this script that randomizes emotion, setting, and genre using video game genres pulled from Wikipedia oh as an activity gosh. in class to make them do these free writes to create hypothetical games. For example, one that actually came up uh, a trivia game set on an alien world that inspires terror. And so we came up with this game where it's like Jeopardy, but you're gonna you're gonna get like murdered by aliens if you lose.
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because like. Like, honestly, it's you remember when Netflix used to give you hyper specific recommendations? Oh, yes. Like, it would just be like sentimental coming of age movies about children between the ages of 10.5 and 11. Oh, yeah. Uh, in which both or one parent have died, uh, set at summer camps in Vermont.
2: And you're like, I'm in.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. That's what video game genres are. Tell me you don't
2: want to watch
0: twelve t- lesbian spy thrillers. I am there. I will watch <laughs> well, what, all of them. What's the Yoku's Island? Isn't like a Metroidvania
1: Yeah, it, Metroidvania pinball. style pinball, pinball wizard
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> There's like five superlatives at the end of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I just love that that's what it is. A first person survival, horror, action adventure video game. So specific. Um and it was made by a Norwegian studio called Krillbite, uh, And it initially came out in 2014. Uh, and it was on like a couple of consoles then. It's just sort of expanded over time uh, since that. And in May of this year, it came out with the enhanced mm. edition that we all played on the Switch. So and, enhanced. Uh, so yeah, I think fucking enhanced. Jason and I would enhanced, have,
2: Enhanced.
0: Yeah, we may have some qualms <laughs> <Enhanced>. with <laughs> enhanced. that.
1: You know, when I was in middle school, I had a friend who um, called getting high being digitally enhanced. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And if we think of it that way, then perhaps that's exactly what this game was. Um, Wow. And so, yeah, the game was financed through multiple sources, including a Kickstarter campaign that earned $248,358, which was a stretch goal. I think they were going for $200,000. So one of the stretch goal, like, rewards for this is that you can actually play this uh, using an Oculus Rift headset. So, you know, if this didn't give you vivid enough nightmares, as it is, uh, you can also get the Oculus Rift version of it. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, and it also received about 150,000 euro from the Norwegian Film Institute. Uh, Yeah, so it's kind of mixed funding. There's also, I mean, there was funding from elsewhere that I'm not entirely sure what it was. I couldn't figure it out. But I also learned and forgot the name of Norwegian currency. Uh, and I wish I'd written it down because I thought it was kind of funny.
2: Is it kroner?
1: I don't. Well, it's written out as like knock. Oh, so maybe true. it is kroner.
2: No, no, go with know. yours.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but it earned a lot of those. It sounds more impressive we in should... whatever that is because it's like they got like 1.2 million of those from whatever. And it's only like $150,000.
2: It's, it's rupees like from Zelda. I don't know. I know.
0: Yeah. Perfect. We should, we should do a whole side quest episode on uh, like state funded art programs, specifically yeah, video games, right? but just art in general, because we've, this is the third game we've talked about that has that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought that was interesting.
0: Weird that none of them were American.
1: Yeah. Odd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not how that works. But yeah. I'd be interested to know how that works in America as well, but also just be interested to learn more about how that whole process works and how people could apply for that if that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know anything about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I assume, I wonder if there are, because we have like the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts. I wonder if that kind of funding ever does go towards video games or if that's just like so far outside of their ideas, especially because there's like a clause in there about obscenity and whatnot that might make it difficult. Yeah.
2: As someone who has received $20,000 of grants around video games, you can find video game grants out there from the NEA and NEH, but oh. libraries are better. The uh, IMLS is a better source. Oh, is it
1: interesting? almost okay. entirely
2: education based? It, it totally depends. Okay. Uh, so it can be uh, like for research as well. Um, okay. Particularly, most of the big grants have come through around um, uh, maintaining older systems. Like how do you actually keep a collection going?
0: Okay.
1: Oh, interesting. OK, well, so that is how they got part of their funding. Uh, And uh, the game was actually originally like their college like thesis project, essentially. And they decided after graduating to create a company and try to make this into a bigger project afterwards. And it was basically just like one guy was like, I have this idea about making a game that's like from the perspective of of a toddler as a toddler nightmare. And from there, it just sort of, like, expanded into the thing that we are. Which, one of the funny things about this, I'm sure for you, and we'll talk about this more, but, like, you don't trust that teddy bear straight out the gate, right? Like, that's not just me. You're like, this thing is... It's evil.
0: It, to me, he was the antagonist at the very beginning. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. He's going to turn right. on me and I'm going to have to kill this teddy bear. Exactly.
1: And I was kind of waiting for him to like eventually turn on me. Um, And that actually was kind of initially what they had as the idea for this. So that was like a very basic idea for a game. Let's have a game from the perspective of a toddler being chased by a monster. Uh so in the initial like idea, he was going to lure toddlers into his hideout where he would cook them and eat them. No. So it's kind of a I don't like that at all. Yeah. So there was that. And it leads to there was an alternate ending for it, and I'm not gonna say what it is right now. We can talk about that later. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but that has to sort of do with that and is uh, considerably darker than the already dark place that it got pretty goes. dark at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. got
1: pretty dark. In looking at this, I'd like to state for the record that a photo of the development team for this game shows nine people. And while one of them is a white dude with dreads, two of them are women.
0: So. Ooh, I feel like the white dreads cancels that out, though.
1: It's a, yeah, it's kind of a toss up. (laughs) Uh, but it is Norway. I'm sorry. Good
0: for Norway. That's great. Yeah.
1: It's iffy, but compared to some of the other games that we've looked at, uh, that is, you know, kind of notable. And another interesting tidbit about Crowbite is that they don't do their interviews as individuals. Uh, Every single interview with them is simply Crowbite Studios. They never... Say this isn't it like, and sometimes they'll point out, like, someone asks a question of one of them. Seems like they're often multiple of them are in the room. Uh, wow, and so they'll say, Hey, you by name, uh, what is this? What do you think of this, or whatever? But they do their interviews as a unit, as Crowbite Studios. So I thought that was kind of
2: almost like they're all being held hostage by one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking also questions. A possibility. Listen, I, I <laughs> have <Just>
0: asking questions. <laughs>
1: (laughs) just asking questions as he dons his foil hat. Listen, I I like these guys uh, specifically because they got interviewed in one of these. I read like six interviews and in one of them they had like this total MRA interviewer like this, just like douchebag, anti-feminist type dude. And he was praising the narrative of this. And again, I don't want to give it away yet. We'll talk about it. But because it challenged the feminist centric thought control that has made it increasingly difficult for women to be criticized, lest the person be accused of mansplaining and sexist misogyny. Wow, that guy. <laughs> That's literally Honk in my notes, guy. Justin. Jason, I wrote, uh, which <laughs> fuck that guy. Um,
2: but <laughs> Honk
1: him to <laughs> hell. <laughs> but their response to this was great, and I honestly, this was a concern I had when the game ended. Was I was like, I can see how this is going to be like taken up by like oh bad gosh. actors, you know. But they said to this guy, uh, the fact that you call it a feminist-centric thought control reminds me that we still have a lot of work to do. That sounds very aggressive and negative. We will always fight for equality. I don't believe there is any harder to criticize a woman than a man. In Among the Sleep we don't criticize. We shed light on situations that are real and painful every day. We haven't gotten any critique from people about being politically incorrect. Some people have been pleasantly surprised that we have made a caring father character, but also he has a complex character, as we see in the DLC. So... They get points from me for instant shutdown of MRA troll. Yeah,
0: the only negative thing about that is that they all nine of them said that whole paragraph <laughs> simultaneously. Just, in unison. We see no criticism. <laughs> the about fact this that game. you call it.
2: <laughs> Midsummer is a documentary. And we all know this.
1: <laughs> sorry, Gore. No, right. that's fine. So that's uh that's what I've
0: got for you on
1: <clears throat> sorry, the
0: history and development of Among the Sleep. That's a good segue to something we don't need a segue to. Uh, which is Matt? V- well, your- good, because that was a terrible segue. <laughs> you know, what's a good segue <laughs> is when you talk about something, and then you you tie it into something else and you segue it in to talking about something else.
1: I can't wait till like like I've been on here for like 20 episodes and you can just make a compilation of every time I'm like, that's not a segue. That's, that's not how you segue. <laughs>
0: Think of things that aren't this. segues.
2: The only thing worse <laughs> than pointing out a segue is pointing out that it wasn't a segue.
0: Yeah, well, that'd be true. <laughs> No I don't even think twice. So I was just like, "Oh, a great segue about this." Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's not a segue. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> is you were on another podcast this week? entitled "Matt Vest versus his friends." Is that or, is that right? Yeah. Or Matt versus? Yes, his friends? that's true. Matt, Vest Matt but, versus yeah. his friends. And talking about kind of the the PC culture, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if there's like a one sentence about it that you want to say, but it had to do with kind of the stuff you were just talking about that that MRA praising them for something that they did not, they were not intending to do (laughs) basically. Right. Right. Twitter taking things out of context and Twitter police and all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's this idea that there is like first this now, like the buzzword now is cancel culture. Right. Right. But that like, Oh, it's so hard to criticize anyone or I'm just asking questions. Why can't I ask questions? Just pointing stuff out. you're, You're not. You're not asking questions and you're not saying anything new. And if you had like the slightest bit of intellectual curiosity, you'd Google something before stating your like opinion about this. But you're right. What this guy's saying is very much coming from that perspective of just like I can't say anything when really what they mean is I want to be able to say whatever I want and no one should be able to talk back. Right. Because that's ultimately what all of this is about is like there's no free speech issue here. No one's getting arrested right. for saying they're like stupid bullshit comedy. But people are talking back to them and that what they're saying is I don't want anyone to talk back. Uh, I can't receive criticism back for this stuff. And so that's absolutely where this guy is coming from. And maybe why, maybe because I just talked about this, why I was a little attuned to it Finishing this game, where I was like, "I wonder, I wonder how those kinds of people are interpreting the twist to this game."
0: Yeah, man. Well, we. we get, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Let, let's just get into the <laughs> twist. Let, let's just, yeah. just right. rip that band. Spoiler off. alert! Here we go. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert spoiler and you'll alert, get to
2: hear my reactions in
0: real time. Yes, you have no idea. So, basic summary <laughs> of the game: you get a, a stuffed animal. At the very beginning, and the stuffed animal is like, "Let's play hide and seek." And it's like kind of scary. You find him, you go to bed, you wake up, and then it's just like a night full of nightmares. The the rest of the game is you're in a nightmare trying to find your mom, and your teddy bear's there most of the time. And he's like, "Let's find her. She's right over here." I feel like she's getting closer. You have to find different memories of her, and at the end of the memory, there's a trinket of like her necklace, uh, a music box, a book, and a fourth thing. Uh, and <laughs> as you find those things. It's it's like I'm hosting a show here. I should have done some research. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as you find those things, you get closer to her, and when you finally find her at the end of the game, you realize that all the things that you were scared of, this monster that's kind of been in and out of the game chasing you throughout, was your... Uh, I guess your... Not memory of her. Your,
1: um... Gosh, I don't know, like an interpretation of her, like a, um... Yeah. Like your fears embodied
0: of the of your mother. So like the the scream that the monster has been like screaming at you throughout slowly morphs into your mother who is sitting there on the floor of the kitchen surrounded by beer bottles that you really and she's like kind of pushes you away and says, Get out of here. You're you know, you're always too loud or whatever she's saying. She's obviously drunk, and you walk out the, the back door and someone like basically like a CPA worker, right? Or CPA, CPS, sorry.
1: I What's assume CPA? it's. The, I think it's the dad, the
0: police, or oh, oh, maybe it was, but someone who's there to to yeah. rescue for you from your mom, or maybe a certified
2: <laughs> public accountant. Like we don't know, <laughs>
0: CPA. Yeah, it's a CPA. I think it was someone getting their MBA. Actually, that's oh. what it was. <laughs> uh, In MRA. Yes, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an asshole. So the monster was your mom the whole time. So it was a little bit of a twist because I I think they definitely played with the idea that the creepy bear who has like an old prospector voice.
1: Yeah, like it's got a grown man voice. It's very <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> hey, there, little
0: boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No,
1: don't, don't follow me. Uh, and like one of the first things the bear does is like, "Hey, we got to go into this closet and make yeah. it real dark." <laughs> it <laughs> like, <does. laughs> like
0: uh,
1: I just like you got to do- close the door all the way. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I just watched it
2: oh, twice. Gosh, no, the second one was that yeah, instead of I'm, watching the second one, you watched the first one twice. Yeah, I just is watched a, it twice. I think I that's think the same like, thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, is that not It's Squared. Oh. Okay, I misunderstood movies. Wow. So I should, I should go see it again. So
2: the real monster is your mother. Thanks.
0: I've been to therapy. Like, Jurassic World <laughs> is just watching Jurassic Park five times, right? Yeah, it's, it's so good, guys. Yeah, yep. it's five times better than Jurassic Park. That's how you've been doing it, right? Anyway, uh, so that's yeah. the twist. Um,
1: and honestly, I feel like I—I I feel like from the moment you realize the teddy bear. ...is just creepy but isn't the villain Mm -hmm. and you have, like, the monster come in. I assumed it was going to be the dad because we've seen the mom and so she's established to us sort of as a protagonist character in this and you're looking for her the whole time. Uh, And so I feel like you knew that there was some, something was going to be uncovered in this about, like, a bad home life situation Uh, yeah,
0: there's moving boxes everywhere. So I was like, oh, maybe like some she's moving and the husband's not trying or trying to not let her move away or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's very like just out of reach the whole time. You're kind of learning more and more. And then, so it is a good reveal. I thought. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, I mean, full disclosure, I did not play this game in the strictest sense of the word. Wow. Um, My husband played it and I watched. That's fine. No, I didn't, like, just, like, read about it or, okay. like, watch a breakthrough. I sat here the entire time and, yeah, you fun. know, watched and gave, like, a little, like, oh, uh, you know, maybe we should do this. But, no, I didn't. I am, this is going to come as a giant shock to you both. Okay. Uh, but I am a little jumpy. What? So, yeah. So I, you
0: also like horror movies more than anyone I know. I
1: do. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely love them. I like to watch them. The idea that I'm controlling it, oh. like I was like, I'm afraid I'm going to throw it or. Sure. I don't know. P something was going to happen. That would be a problem. So. So I just watched.
0: Do you have like a, um, I don't know, some sort of like mental grading system when you watch horror movies and also this game? as far as like, oh, that was just like jump scares are cheap or like, you know, clowns are cheap or whatever it is where it's like Right. You know, how do you judge horror movies as far as the the kind of tropes that they play on, the kind of tricks that they use to scare you the suspense? There's horror movies that reveal nothing till the, the last twenty minutes. Right. I mean, how did this kind of stack up as far as you you grade horror movies?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, that's a funny question because I like I don't I don't mind a good jump scare. This maybe is a little too much of a slow burn for me. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like stuff like Hereditary or Midsummer and things like that that I don't I don't love those kinds of movies um, where it's just like real, real, like slow, slow, slow. And then things like happen all at once or whatever. But I feel like I love like haunted houses and like like, psychology yeah. and monsters and stuff are good. So, like, partway through this, Keo and I, when we thought it was still, like, oh, when he, when we realized it was the mom, he goes, it's the Babadook. And I'm like, oh. I love that kind of stuff, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. this, the monster is a fill-in for, you know, something else that is going on in people's psyche.
0: Right.
1: You know, so I think that was, I, I find that that was actually pretty well done in it. So I probably I don't think I found it as like scary as you did per se because I watch horror movies all the time. Yeah,
0: that's probably true. But
1: I liked the sort of pervasive sense that there could be something lurking. I thought that that was really well done, whether or not it kind of came out at you. Sure. Quick series
2: of questions core. First, yes. I've got like a hankering for reading scary books right now. Do you have any
0: recommendations?
1: Oh my gosh! Wow! Uh, You can't put me on the spot like that. We'll talk (laughs) later. We'll talk later. (laughs) Yeah, because I oh gosh, I love
0: scary books. Can we put a couple in the show notes too? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, I will absolutely come back around to that though, and because I scary books are my favorite thing in the world, and it's so hard to find like a really good one. But when you do, there's nothing better than like October reading a scary book, drinking like a fall drink. Ugh, glorious.
2: Question two: Mm. Have you played Gone Home?
1: No, I think that's maybe the one you guys have recommended. I think, yeah, I think it's
2: going to be your vibe uh, in terms of like the horror being a metaphor. Okay.
1: Is that the one that we were going to play? Like, that's Oxen Free. Oxen Free is, the- is the
2: one we're going to play. We're oh, going to live stream okay. it on okay. Halloween if we can. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys have recommended this to me, but I have not yet.
2: Yeah. Based on the whole, the the whole monster is a metaphor, like, I think you'll really mm. dig it. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I'm on that.
1: Okay. Was that it? Two questions was the series of questions? Okay. That
2: was it. That was the series. Okay. I mean, there was going to be follow ups if you had book questions. <laughs> <applications. Like, laughs> right. You know, we don't need to take podcast time
0: necessarily sure. to do yeah that. so jay how far into the game did you get um i got to the swamp oh place. which i think was the scariest part of the game for
2: me yeah yeah where the where the Duke is like hunting hunting you through the tree. Yeah, and it's oh.
1: constantly and, there
2: yeah and for a long time i didn't actually realize that i was playing a stealth game like the audio design there's some good, really good sound design of like the sound picking up of the monster getting closer mm-hmm. yeah i did not pick up on that at all Oh, so I just kept getting killed. Got it. And I looked up a walkthrough and was like, oh, you've got to use this to hide then this to hide. I was like,
1: the sound is amazing in this game.
2: I I thought it was like just being being in the world means you die. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Agreed. Really good sound. The pause, the pause on the sound design was really good. I loved that.
0: What do you mean? Oh, with the like covering his eyes. Yeah.
1: Oh, (laughs) I also like the sound when you like hug your teddy bear or like when you turn on the light on the teddy bear and he makes like a little like, whoop. Sound just made me Sorry. laugh every time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, the sound design on this, I think, is incredible, and like really kind of makes the game. On top of yeah. all the other stuff, is uh, it adds to that sense of foreboding, and it tell you tells you things about where you are. So you really kind of you need it. There's parts of the game that it's absolutely leading you through the sound, and even just like the
0: ambient, like scary foley, like crackling music and stuff in some episodes. They, like w- it wasn't even like this means that the Babadook is there whatever. Like it was just spooky to be spooky it was really, <laughs> yeah. really well done. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like I got about halfway through. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd
1: say it. Yeah. Maybe even more than half, but yeah, somewhere in the okay.
2: vicinity. Yeah. Um. So, so my experience and some of the frustration and since this happened to Corey too, we should let mm-hmm. you know if you're a switch yeah, user. Yeah. Um. There seems to be some kind of bug where if you skip the opening um scene, which is an option, Um, And I did it by accident. and I think Yeah, I must have because I didn't I
1: didn't even know there was one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah,
2: it it says press B twice to skip this scene. And Mm. my thumb saw press B and it just started hitting B. (laughs) And I was like, no, wait, oh, man. And I even tried to reset the game twice to get to that opening scene. And it wasn't working. So I just went, well, forget it. I'll just play the game. And evidently that scene doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm a toddler and I'm walking around and I go through like 20 minutes of the game. And then there's just this puzzle that can't be solved. You're just at you're at the top of the stairs. uh, The stairs are locked. I'm looking up walkthroughs and it says, well, first you got to get your teddy bear out of the washing machine. And I'm like, I I'm holding my teddy bear.
1: Yeah, that's I was like, I I already have the teddy bear. I'm confused at what's happening here.
2: And there is no washing machine. And (laughs) a big part of the puzzle with the washing machine is you have to unplug the washing machine. There's no outlet where it plugs. What?
1: Yeah, it's just empty wall weird it only took you 20 minutes to figure this out it took me like an hour and a half before I was like I should look
2: up a walkthrough I, I called it the first 20 minutes of the game but it was <laughs> it, but actually it took that Sorry. long 20 minutes of gameplay and then a little over an hour of angrily yelling me and my wife at each other like it's your fault that <laughs> this isn't working and by this I mean like our entire marriage and everything because this game right, broke like, us it destroyed us where's yeah. the
0: plug there's never been a plug <laughs> Exactly. what did you do with it yeah
1: honestly it was infuriating and that's the Believe thing is like it was a kind of infuriating that really is like this will tear your relationship apart like we're <laughs> definitely like snipping here just like what is i don't like this Go left. i don't the other left
2: no keep going left <laughs> so so you and keo were getting that too of like you start to get annoyed at each other you're like, right, yeah. I can't
0: do it. I don't Stop telling me yeah. to turn over there. How could anyone be annoyed at Keo? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's true.
1: It is ridiculous. I like that the other way is completely fathomable, but... <laughs> yeah, I get it. I like, get no, it. I've, I've been there, but no. How can yeah, anyone yeah, get mad yeah. at Keo? It's difficult. Come on. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it was just like mostly that it was like, like I'm reading this thing and I'm like, it's telling me there should be a washing machine. I oh. looked up a YouTube mm. video and I'm like, look look at the
0: look at the video a YouTube is gaslighting you <laughs> yeah, right
1: <laughs> and like I'm glad that honestly Jason I'm glad that you had texted that you had this problem earlier mm-hmm. in the day because mm-hmm. it probably just would have been like we were trying to figure out how to like reveal a laundry machine this whole time yeah. or something and not even recognize like oh it's a glitch because I was like I looked at the video and I was like well, maybe it's because like it's the Switch edition and maybe they have a different way to solve this puzzle than they did in the original. And yeah, it was it was infuriating. But then we just, Keo had actually started playing it while he was um, working in San Francisco last week. And so he was at the same point in the game on that. And so we switched to his version and all of a sudden it comes up with that scene that we had missed. Uh, and we were like, wait, What's happening here? And Weird. the washing machine was there, and it took us two seconds, and we moved on. Man. <laughs> so, for those playing on the Switch, FYI, if you don't see a washing machine, turn back, start over. Your game is fucked.
0: Do we want to talk about like favorite moments or favorite puzzles? Or I guess we talked about the most frustrating moment already. Yeah, <laughs> the part already where the game broke. That.
1: The part where it didn't work was a bummer.
0: The moment when I solved the puzzle.
2: That I didn't have to play the game. That was my favorite moment, and I nice. I, I say that at least somewhat sincerely. <laughs> where we let you off the hook. Oh my gosh, the yeah. amount of relief because there's a whole segment of the game where like the pause button didn't work. Just oh, it just stopped working. Yeah, yours dude. was
1: like really broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Weird. It just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do at all. And when where...
2: when little things like that happen, it just breaks immersion so much that mm-hmm. it's just really like tough to get back into it. So yeah, thanks for yeah. letting me off of that. I do. Yeah, sure. yeah,
0: yeah, dude. For sure, I, I'll say that I liked the the balance of this game. I think I think like hardcore gamers might, uh, and a criticism for this game probably is that it wasn't hard enough. Like the puzzles weren't hard enough. Right. Yeah, because it was firewatchy in that sense and gone homeish and like the walking simulator aspect of that. But it definitely had more to do. Like you could get lost for a while looking for those puzzle pieces. Or uh, I think my favorite kind of aha moment, which maybe shouldn't have been this cool. I thought it was really cool was the very end, one of the kind of puzzles you have to do every level or whatever, every round, is you and Teddy both have to press a button to open this door. Yeah. And he, right before you get there, he, uh, the the big scary monster, like, rips him away from you and it rips his arm off, so you, all you have is this little Teddy arm, and like, there's cotton sticking out of it. Yeah, it's adorable and sad. So you're like, going to rescue Teddy, and so you like, go to the place where you and Teddy both press the button, and he's not there. And this is the first time there's a treasure chest there, this is the first time the treasure chest has blocks in it. I was like, Oh, you have to stack the blocks. Oh, wow. So I like sit there for 10 minutes, <gasps> stacking the blocks and like trying to get them. And they never, the button doesn't budge at all. That is the most classic Ben overthink I've <laughs>
1: ever
0: heard. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Cause it was literally both Keo and I were like, Oh, we have the arm,
0: put the arm on it. So <laughs> stupid. And that's the thing. It's not like your inventory has 30 things in it. You have one thing in your inventory and it's his arm. So as soon as I realized, I was like, oh, my gosh, Teddy's still with me. He's still my support. Even after death, he's still like he's my bud and he's helping me find my mom. Like it was this huge, like emotional breakthrough in the game for me that I think right. most people are like, oh, OK, I'll just put his hand on it like always.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you got something more out of it. Well, and clearly it's set up for that. Right? Yeah. The fact that you could do that is set up for you, too have that moment
0: yeah so because even when i pulled his arm out i was like this probably won't work it's too light and it did i was like yes it's so good (laughs) i don't know did you have any puzzles maybe not like that but like any puzzles that stick out to you
1: i try because again i was sort of just like guiding instead of actually hitting them myself i think i like i really liked just the entire so i guess you're finding puzzle pieces is that what it is when you're in that foresty yeah area yeah and oh or is it well so I guess like you're finding all the memories I think that was the one that I really like like so you're kind of piecing together what this story is actually about right and then you take those memories and you put yeah. them in that thing that you then have to push the buttons and you know right, go through the playhouse through yeah yeah, yeah go through the playhouse and I thought that that was just a really interesting illustration of I mean, kind of what dreams do when you have those kinds of dreams, but also like the way that we piece together um our trauma and things like that, and the like this element of the good and the bad running up against each other because that's kind of this isn't like a a game unlike what this interviewer had interpreted it, at it as of like women are terrible, and this mom is awful, and yeah. you know all this stuff instead, it's like this kid is still finding comfort in the mom and so there's parts of us that's like the good things about reading the stories and all that but then yeah. you've also got these little pieces of bottles and what do those mean right and like you're trying to piece together this thing that is very much a complicated family dynamic and I thought that was really that going through and finding those memories and putting them away and seeing how those molded together I thought was really cool
0: and that's, I mean, even that first cut scene that you guys, I think both of you missed the first time, at least, is her right. making you a birthday cake for your second right. birthday and like being very loving and giving you a brand new toy. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's just to set up the like bait and switch of like, oh, actually, she's a horrible person. But it's like, people are complex. People have vices. I mean, that's people have different struggles.
1: Yeah.
2: I found a boy who was scared of geese and I honked at him until he hid in a phone booth. <laughs> um, and that was what? fun. What? <laughs> we'll get there
1: this was this was actually in real life he's not talking about That's it right. about you, That's yeah it was in real home. life yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow so i mean just thinking of of you know childhood fears and i
0: switched his his reading glasses out for sunglasses oh my gosh yeah. little with little hearts on them oh so and good. i took his
2: toy and i made him <laughs> buy it back <laughs> I did it three times <laughs> three times three times
0: oh it's oh, so good that kid that Jason kid had took out all
2: his
1: frustration of, uh, with this game on Goose game. I may have. All right. What's the drink? I think. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. Before we All before right. we do that. Anything else? Yes. I know. You got to ask me if there's anything else. All right. Jeez. My bad. Two things. All right. One. Actually, three things. Oh, Jeez, wow. Ben.
0: You're going to forget one, one of them.
1: I wrote them down.
0: Oh, nice.
1: One. FYI, there is a DLC for this that lets you play events before the start of this game. And essentially, it's, you know, a... Various puzzles or whatever, but I guess it comes to you, uh, and you are in like it. Basically, implies that your the parents are divorced, uh, and you are at the dad's house, and so the game is beginning after she has brought you from his house sure. to hers. Okay, so FYI, that exists.
2: Wait, so did she abduct you then?
1: I feel like it's with permission, but honestly, I mean interpret as you will. I'm not sure. Uh, but if she did abduct you, taking her to your her house is probably not like the best strategy. He'll
0: never find you here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no one will ever look for him here. Um, two, there is an alternate ending, a Ooh, bad ending what? that was scrapped from the story, uh, but was apparently placed in the enhanced edition of the game. So I guess somehow you can play it. I don't I haven't gone back and looked at this. Yeah. So, the it says, the ending can be accessed in the museum level. The toddler wakes up in a broken down cage-like baby crib in an unknown area. Jeez. Then he sees Teddy turning a wheel where the crib, crib is being held, revealing a room with lifeless dolls, all memory items, and a giant cooking pot. No. The crib stops moving, and Teddy walks creepily towards the child, happily greeting him. From that moment, his neck cracks and a giant skeleton-like hand comes out of his body, revealing his true ghostly form, the Nightmare. It turns out the Nightmare has been using young children to collect beloved items to create a stew by disguising as stuffed toys and tricking children to venture far from their homes. He prepares his meal by placing all the items in the pot, stirring them, while saying the quotes from the toddler's book, Five Thirsty Animals. He then congratulates the child for doing his bidding, Grabs him and drops him into the boiling water, ready to be devoured. Oh
2: yeah. Did that five thirsty animals thing ever pay off?
1: Well, apparently in the alternate ending, right. but otherwise so no, I don't think it has any other wow, that's uh, part. That's real of it. dark. That's super dark. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, it's uh so that's a lot. The other thing is my LucasArts connection. Oh yeah. Thank you for making yeah. one. Yeah. So it starts on a downer note, but it gets better. <laughs> um, so, uh, you may have noticed in the credits, the game starts with a dedication, uh, and it says, in memory of Jory Prum. Yes. Uh, so if you continue watching the credits, you find that he was the sound engineer on the game. But of course, like, Keo and I immediately started, like, trying to get, like, who's Jory Prum? Who is this person? Like, is it a kid that died? Is that what this is based on? We were, like, thinking of all these things. So, of course, I Googled it before it even got to where he was in the credits. Um, so... Uh, he was unfortunately killed in a motorcycle accident, um, but he had a pretty interesting life. And among those interesting things was that he joined the Lucas Arts sound team in 1999. Uh, he worked on all of the releases that the titles that were associated with *Phantom Menace* and most of the Lucas Arts and Lucas Learning games made between 1999 and 2001. Uh, he also did sound effects, voiceover, scores, etc. for games like *Knights of the Old Republic* and, of course. Sam and Max
0: Oh so good so there
1: you go to Jory Prum
0: wow to Jory Prum that's amazing what's the drink here we go this game's pretty fun you with frustration when I was all done I just had to question what's the beer what's the song I can't always tell I just want to know what game is Westy 12 It's not what the song sounds like at all. It's close. Anyway, I'm going to go first. I think I always say that as like, I never go first, but now I might be going first too much. Anyway, I went with Applejack, which is a, I don't know if there's like official versions of this drink. Jay, have you ever seen one of these? Applejack? No. Commercial Applejack, but basically you can make it. It's the the legalist way to distill in the state of California. Uh, It's actually a way of freeze distilling. You can take, you take cider so you can take just uh apple juice throw some yeast into it and then you like unpasteurized apple juice Th- throw some yeast into it let it all ferment turns to like 12 13 apple wine at that point or you can throw it in the fridge whenever it's like too sour or whenever right before it becomes too sour i guess when it's at a good sweet point it becomes just like cider hard cider anyway then you throw it in your freezer and then you take that jug of frozen uh, cider or frozen apple wine put it uh, over a funnel, basically over another container, let all of the non-water particles slowly melt out, and those are all the alcohol and all the, like, unfermentables, basically. So that, like, basically triples the alcohol level, and then you put that in a big old mason jar, throw some cinnamon, nutmegs, other vanilla beans or whatever you want, and it just tastes like apple pie, and it's like 35 to 40% alcohol. So if I'm understanding this right, the bones are their money? Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. but so are the worms. Oh, got it. Yeah. They pull our hair up, but not out anyway. So it's amazing. The reason I chose this, uh, is because it's sweet. It's high proof. Kind of, you can get you, you know, you can, pretty quickly. It can get you drunk. Uh, and this game it sounds like it. You feel a little drunk at times, uh, but it's also a delight. It's a nice little surprise, which I thought this game was. Overall, I had a really good time playing it. Uh, but it can get, it can get scary quickly. Definitely a slippery slope <laughs> with this game and Applejack.
1: Um, it's kind of funny that this is what you came up with cuz my I didn't know I mean I think I've heard of applejack but I didn't know what it was. So not knowing that existed, I said for my drink, apple cider but like with LSD in it. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and I feel like the reasons are pretty much right there with exactly what you just said. So we are 100% on the same wavelength on what the drink is for this game.
0: LSD laced apple cider. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, standard a great holiday drink. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Is that not a tradition in your family?
0: With the cinnamon stick. No, I know. Here's some some cardamom. Yeah, nice little. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Pepperidge Farm straw at the top oh, there. Pepperidge Farm remembers. All right.
2: Uh, Jay, what's your drink? <laughs> um I went with pumpkin King uh, from Southern Tier because it is. Guys,
0: we're so autumn in this episode. We're so autumn. Well done. Yeah, us. we are really feeling it. Uh,
2: it's a very pumpkin. It's a very Halloween themed mm. beer and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it is very pumpkiny. that's true
1: Vijay uh, so what's your song
2: uh, Oh No by Girl Talk off the album All Day the opening track uh, and I've actually taught it many times in class and when you listen to the lyrics and include some honks in there you'll say Jason you should not play this in class uh, but it's a way that I talk about uh, remix and kind of uh, what you can do with remix and layering um, but great track and it summed up some of the anger that I felt
1: I do love Girl Talk so. oh
2: also it's glitchy AF. Oh, because okay. Google talk Perfect. is glitch rock.
1: Yeah, they're
2: all about that glitch action. Mm-hmm. get that glitch. All right, <laughs>
1: Gotta get that glitch. <laughs>
2: um, <Wow. huh.
1: laughs> Mine is uh, <laughs> It's not. Uh, I don't even know if it has a name per se. But the song that I thought of was the one from Hocus Pocus that Sarah Jessica Parker sings to lure the little children away. You know.
2: Come little children, I'll take
1: thee
0: away into a land of enchantment.
1: Come little children, I'll take thee away. You know that one. No, I, I don't. Jason, nope. What? Oh my God! What?
0: <laughs> my bad. I,
1: what is happening? I think I like
0: escaped every time it was on in your house every fall. It's like that's it's a movie about three old white witches. Oh my God! I don't know. It's so good. Are there are there witches of color? You're missing so much joy. I feel like witches are always white. That can't be true, yeah. though, right? Why wouldn't there be?
1: Well, it's probably. Well, I mean, particularly this movie is about Salem, so it was all white witches and Tituba. So you know that makes sense. I guess there's that.
0: Jay, what were you saying? You saw a documentary about something?
2: Oh no! I just said I was, uh, played a trivia game today with a bunch of college students, and we did Disney songs, and I was the only one who knew like any of them. It was kind of amazing. I just like what? sang the entire soundtrack to um, a Little Mermaid, uh, oh, nice. like basically all the words. They would like cut me off after a while. Be like, "We get it. We you know le poisson, le poisson." He he he. Oh, sure, go. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, you know. Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I I don't know if that's a song. I think it's something about a snowman. So anything right. past like 1994 and I was out.
1: Well, this is from 1992, FYI. You
0: have two little girls. I know. They're sisters. It's true. Oh, I know. Good for you. Wow. They've met. I guess good for you. That's probably the right act. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Good for you. <laughs> then what's your song? My song, speaking of which, is... Is it Disney? It's Disney. Yeah, because I believe... Rapunzel's a Disney princess after Tangled, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a Disney movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zachary Levi's a Disney prince, but uh, yes. <laughs> that's what the movie's really about. <laughs> uh, but it's "I've Got a Dream" from the Tangled soundtrack, featuring Mandy Moore, Zachary Levi, and ensemble. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 about dreams, like this game, very on the nose, uh, and it's full of scary people, scary themes. Again, like the game, because that's the thing we do in this segment. <laughs> But it's also a kid's movie, and you're a kid in this game. So I thought it all added up really well, and plus it's on 10 times a day in my house. My kids love that movie, and it's only scary at the very end, unlike this game. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway.
2: I'm malicious, mean, and scary. My could curdled dairy. And violence-wise, my hands
1: are not the cleanest. But despite my evil look and my temper
2: and my hook... I've always
1: yearned to be a this. I don't. I know. I like when I was babysitting. That movie was out, and the like mom of the kids I babysat gave me a CD of it because she was like, "It's so good." And I, and granted, I love Mandy Moore, uh, yeah. but I literally never listened to it, so it's I don't fine. know what this song is. It's
0: fine, but I'll take your word for it. It's a really funny song where they go to escape the uh, the something, the witch or something, and they go there. Oh. Eugene is the Zachary Levi character. takes He wants to, like, scare her away from fleeing the tower, so she'll just, like, go back to her tower. And they go to, like, the... I think it's called the Ugly Duckling? Something Duckling? Uh, tavern? Where they go to where, like, all of the, like, henchmen and, like, all of his buddies who are, like, swashbucklers? Swashbucklers. <laughs> and they start singing about all their dreams... And it's really funny to hear about like a bunch of like robbers and pirates' dreams.
1: You know, that sounds vaguely familiar. I did see the movie once. So that does sound familiar
0: now. It's pretty great. It's also really fun when my four year old sings it because she loves it. All right. My favorite
2: Mandy Moore album is the soundtrack for A Walk to Remember.
0: Is it though? Yes.
2: That shit is on point. Come on. It's really good. Also, it's all Switchfoot all the time.
0: It is. That's a lot of Switchfoot.
1: Yeah, it's like mostly Switchfoot, and then like some New Radicals. <gasps> and new Radicals, usually. Jeez, that's a good yeah. album. Yeah, right. I know it's so good. is that dancing in the moonlight is on. I mean, it's a solid soundtrack. So I'm on board. I'm on board with your thesis. Hey Jay, what else you
0: been playing, big guy? Oh, okay. So let's talk about Sui Koden. If you say Syndicate, I will slap you across the internet. Syndicate's so good. Maybe I should go play Syndicate.
2: Okay, well, now you
1: just brought it up, so you really- That's on
0: me. Uh, Okay, what have
2: I been playing? I discovered a new podcast called Square Roots, and it's these really deep dives into 90s JRPGs. What is a JRPG? A Japanese role-playing. So they start with Final <laughs> Fantasy IX, that was the first one in their, their set, but they've got like 12 episodes, two hours long each on Final Fantasy IX. Wow. Basically like replaying the entire game. They've got <laughs> They've got like 10 episodes on KOTOR. Is KOTOR a JRPG? No, but that was their focus, but they kind of expanded into other RPGs. Oh, okay.
0: Well, um, I can understand that.
2: Anyway, it's, it's allowing me time to jump into, they've got like Earthbound series, so now I'm not going to sub- subject you guys to making you play Earthbound with me. Thank you. Although, you should all play Earthbound. But yeah, their next one is uh, Sui Koden. So I'm gonna, I'm started finally playing Sui Koden and it's really fun. I'm enjoying it.
1: Out of curiosity, how many podcasts do you guys think you listen to like regularly?
2: Not enough.
0: Two, <laughs> Not two you dozen. You mean like per day or because some of them aren't so, daily? Like, or just, in a
1: standard week. In a week. That's probably better. How that. many different shows do you think you listen to?
0: I'd say two dozen. I was gonna say really? I was gonna say 25 to 30.
1: So do you guys, you manage to listen to them while you're like working? Yes. Or Working Out. Both of those. Or oh, Working Out. Interesting. Okay. I was just curious. I I mean, I wish that I did that, but I, I don't. I can't multitask that way. My brain doesn't work that way. But okay. Good to know.
2: Two dozen. I was exactly right. Two I counted.
1: Dozen. Oh, nice. That's super impressive. I literally like, I think I listened to maybe like... There's like six I listen to regularly, and sometimes I get so far behind that I just binge one for like two weeks. Oh, I love those. And then, That's the best.
2: You know, oh, yeah. Just going one but, to the next. And when you yeah. discover a new podcast, this is what I've just done so that I can just stack 10 episodes about Coach and just like listen to all of them. Oh, so
0: good. Okay, so I've been playing a lot of Untitled Goose Game, you guys, because even when you beat the two and a half hours, <laughs> there's more to do. And there's even like a storyline in the middle there. It's pretty awesome. And I've, it's the first game that I've gotten Hannah addicted to. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's
1: a that's a pretty good uh, endorsement.
0: She doesn't play video games, and she got on that. Yeah. and she like I was like, okay, I have to play Among the Sleep. You're not going to like it. She doesn't like horror stuff. So can I, I have to play that because we're recording. She's like, oh yeah, just one, you know, one more, one more minute, one more minute. And it was like, all right, I'm not playing tonight. <laughs> so she's into it. She loves it. And I let uh, that's awesome. My kids play it. My five year old, my four year old, and they, the simplicity of just like moving around and honking. <laughs> I think they would do for hours if I let them. Because um, Mario is still a little too, like, the timing of jumping over the yeah. Goombas. It's it's kind of frustrating still, even though they can get it. They, right. They're not getting past, like, the first two levels. And so, Goose game, the simplicity of just, like, that's a funny Goose. He's making those people upset. is hilarious.
1: I feel like <laughs> this is going to sound really high, but... Both the word goose and the word honk are very funny to me. (laughs) So every description of this just like makes me laugh, which makes me feel like I should play it just because the entire concept cracks me up. This is on the Switch?
2: Yeah. Yes. And Cora, did you see the tweet that we sent of just the Slack channel of people talking about the Untitled Goose game?
1: Oh, not yet. No, I haven't gotten a chance to look at
2: it. We'll link to that too. Somebody just posted in the Slack channel. This is the team that made the game before they started working on it. A picture of a goose and said we should make a game about this, and then it's just random comments. Best thing about a goose is the bit above their nose. I think it's their big chest. It kind of pokes out a bit and then goes concave underneath. I think it's their big feet. It's really crazy that their nose and legs are bright orange.
0: It's crazy that and they're it only just two
2: colors goes on. <laughs> Nina that's likes so that they have such little tails. Oh, that's cute. That is cute.
1: That's really delightful. It is.
2: That's- then, I mean, and then somebody just be- comes in with guys. All this is good. All this is good. All yeah. of this is good.
0: Greenlit. Go. Geese
1: are awful, but that's delightful. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Uh, Corey, what else have you been playing? I'm just I'm not gonna go back I... to Jason. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have not been playing anything lately right. aside from my regular Harry Potter Wizards Unite. So
2: I beat Untitled Goose Game ten minutes before we started recording.
0: Nice, Wasn't that? Oh, that's a pretty satisfying ending, huh? Mazel it was tov. Very, very nice. We're not spoiling nice. that because it came out four days ago. But it's it's no, it's such a good ending. It's a, it
1: can be spoil. Oh, so it has like an. It has enough of an arc
0: it's, to be spoiled. It's a loose yeah, and, story that's fulfilling. When people you, said yeah, that, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and when I heard that, I thought like, oh my gosh, the goose is going to be like going to their family.
0: The goose has leukemia. And
2: the goose, or, or the goose is getting revenge on these people for what they did. Oh, it's, it's not that, it's it's cute. It's foie like, yeah. yeah, no, it's like. <laughs> it's narratively um, satisfying. Yes. It's just
0: like, oh good, nice. Exactly. Can we talk about our next game? Yeah, next we should probably talk now. about that. Let's do that. <laughs> what, let's. you guys want to continue the podcast? Should we do that? I would love to. I'm having a yo, good time. Yo. Even after this month? Yeah, I'm having a really good time. Wow, okay. All right, let's do it. Um, so, another video game.
2: Our first year of month, first season. I believe Ben and I both chose the, our same favorite game of the year. And it was Dark Forces. That we were both shocked. This is just a game we absolutely loved. Neither of us expected to really enjoy it all that much. Well, they made a sequel to Star Wars Dark Forces called oh. Star Wars Jedi Knight colon dark forces two and that may seem weird to you because you're like i feel like the sequel like why does the dark forces two come after the colon
0: yeah and
2: why is star wars just thrown in there at the beginning <laughs> but wait there's more friend you have not even begun to to understand so we've done star wars jedi knight colon dark forces two yeah what we have not yet done is the spin off jedi knight star wars jedi knight colon mysteries of the sith and we won't be doing that but the third one in the series, or second, depending on when you're counting, is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 colon Jedi Outcast. And that just dropped for Switch, and it's 10 bucks. So,
0: there. Kyle Katarn is the guy? It is Kyle Katarn. It's still Kyle's back, and he's a Jedi now. I don't know if he's still got the little rat tail.
1: The lead's name is Kyle? Katarn. Kyle
0: Katarn! And he completely
2: changes as a character between the first two games. So in the first one, he's clearly a Han Solo knockoff, but he's like yeah. ripped to like Hellenback, back. Yeah. Like just ripped AF and gruff and cool. And then he becomes Luke. It's a really weird shift.
0: It's huh. pretty awesome. Fascinating. It's um, what uh it's what Rogue One was based off of, the original <gasps> game.
1: Oh, I love Rogue One. Yeah. yeah I the, oh my God. I don't even like Star Wars.
0: I love Rogue One. You didn't have to say that part. That was just, that was hurtful. You didn't have to say that part. I just feel
1: like for context, it's worth noting that I have never had any attachment to Star Wars. It's fine. And I watch Rogue One constantly.
2: Rogue One is the first level of Dark Forces. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, they took character names from it too. Like, there's some overlap. Yeah.
0: Jin Erso is is Kyle Katarn's sidekick. Q.M.? Sidekick basically, like she kind of like gives him the mission plans every between every level. You said Q first,
1: and I thought Star Trek that was really confusing for me. what did I say? You were like, It's he says Q, and I was like, Like, oh, Star
0: Trek? no, I was thinking like Bond,
1: yeah, no, I, I figured out once you said M, I was like, Oh, I see, no, that Q, she's okay, like a letter um, to him, you know. <laughs> but I was like, Oh, weird, huh? Okay,
0: so now Corey, what we're saying is you have to play the Star Wars game next month, yeah, that's Yay. what I'm hearing, that's what I'm also. Then we'll take a month off where you get to pick the game, because I feel like it's Star Wars, so it's like Jason and I picked this game. <laughs> so then you get to pick the December game, but then for our two month layoff, which is actually a one month layoff, uh, it's we're gonna play the new Star Wars game that comes out in November. All right,
1: and are so, we gonna are we gonna live stream some stuff for folks this?
0: And week? that's another thing we're doing is it we're gonna find a time, hopefully all three of us can be there, where Corey will be playing Oxenfree. The, we're going to shoot for the week of Halloween, preferably before Halloween, maybe even the night up, but we'll be tweeting that out in the next couple of weeks. The time and the date will be uh, Twitch. Is that the best way to do that?
2: Yeah. We've got a Twitch stream. We've we'll Twitch channel.
0: it out and we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll figure out a way to do it. Um, and, and it'll be amazing. And I'm, it's a four hour game. So we might need to take some, like a lunch break, intermission, something. We'll figure it out, but we'll have all the details. It's four hours, but
1: I'm playing it, so it's like six. I don't know. Well, if <laughs> if, if two, it gets that bad,
0: Jason and I will just tell you what to do. Yeah, you great. can
1: just tell me what to do. That's yeah. fine. That'd be
0: great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's all we have coming up. Anything, did I miss anything, guys? Yeah. we got any month in the news? Month in the news. No. In the news.
1: I will never get tired of doing that.
0: As always, <laughs> you can find us on our website. Men of com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Twitter's probably the most populous. Occasionally, Corey throws up some uh, Instagram stories.
1: When it lets me log in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, if you have trouble finding us, just email us at M-O-L-M-M-F. <laughs> pod <momfpod>, At gmail.com. <laughs> and if you really want to support us financially and emotionally, check us out at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Momf. As always, I have been Ben. But. Uh, mm mm-hmm. I'm Corrigan. And I will be Jason. And I am a mighty two-year-old pirate? <laughs> no, take it back. That's weird. <laughs> and I am a mighty pirate. And I like the creases on their ankles.
2: Get that glitch. Wow. <laughs>
0: See you next month. <laughs> Get that glitch. <sighs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs>